Good morning. Thank you for the kind no, introduction. A few years ago, they named a school after me in a small village in Holland. Uh, that's not the point of the story. The, <laughs> the, the school was celebrating uh, its 400th anniversary. And my wife and I went to share in the celebrations. And when we arrived in the village, a little girl came up to me and said, were you here when the school started? <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that I was decrepit, but I hadn't thought it was quite so obvious. Uh, the, well, as it happens, the school has, has since been renamed. Uh, <clears throat> Why I tell the story in part is, is, is really just to say, I don't know what uh, qualifies one to speak to a wonderful audience of young people like yourselves. I am myself often quite browned off with uh, the kind of publicity that young people often get a very bad press because a few young people may go off the rails then many, most of the young people are, as it were, written off. And I am, I am upset because I know that there are so many, 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 many others who don't go off the rails. And in fact, one ought to be saying, not that we're appalled, as of course we should be, that some young people miss the mark. What we should be surprised about and what we should be celebrating is the fact that given the circumstances of our modern day living, it is amazing that not more young people actually go off the rails. The kind of pressures that you have to deal with and you deal with most of you relatively successfully ought to be making us say, gee, aren't they something? Because you see, when I was growing up, I think the only drug on the market was marijuana. Today, you have a whole plethora <laughs> and, and, and drug peddlers do all they can to get you caught up in their clutches. And many, 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 many young people don't succumb. Many, many young people don't do drugs. And then you look at the kind of advertising we have. Highly pressurized. And that is something that you have to deal with. 
And then I gather, I mean, I, I don't know about this, but I, I gather that in the internet, you, you can access all kinds of very, very strange things. <laughs> <laughs> and really, I come to say, I salute young people. I have been to a number of different countries and have seen some of the most appalling conditions under which human beings can live in, in, in very desperately poor countries. And you know what? I have met young people, frequently young people coming from affluent homes who needn't be doing what those kids are doing. They're out there in remote villages, no fanfare, no nothing, working away as volunteers, maybe teaching, maybe helping to build a school or a clinic. And the media hardly ever tell us about young people such as those, young people who very well be saying, I'm all right, Jack, or Jill. <laughs> Tough luck if your parents didn't make it. That I come saying, I, I really get very upset because I want to salute you. I want to salute your contemporaries. You want to know something? It's, it's quite interesting just how God, who ought to know one or two things, God actually chooses, frequently chooses young people to be God's collaborators. You know some of the stories. In the Bible you have the story of Joseph, when his family were, were stricken with famine, it was Joseph who became the savior of, of his people. And Joseph, the last born, the youngest. Then uh, David, when his people were being clobbered by the Philistines, David, again, the young born, the last born of his family. God seemingly wanting to underscore just how important young people are to God. At one point, God calls Jeremiah to be a prophet. And one of his excuses is, no, God, no, no, please, man. No, 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 you can't be serious. I'm, 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 I'm too young. And even, I mean, for, for those who are Christians who know, how did Jesus get to be born? You might think of something like, knock, knock. Who's there? Gabriel. Gabriel who? <laughs> Gabriel the archangel. <laughs> Hi, Mary. 
Hi, Gabriel. <laughs> Mary, yes. God would like you to be the mother of God's son. <laughs> what? You know, in this village, in this village, you can't scratch yourself without everybody knowing about it. And you want, and you want me to be what? A, an unmarried mother? Sorry, I'm a decent girl. Try next door. I mean, <coughs> we would we would have been a real pickle. But in fact, that Mary who says, "Behold, the handmaid of the Lord," is a teenager. And God used her to be the mother of the savior of the world. And we could go on, I mean, you think of a Francis, you think, but you know how when this country was fighting in Vietnam, that it was largely young people in the demonstrations and protests that they had that eventually forced this country to stop that war. And I can speak about this warmly. When we were fighting against apartheid, frequently we would call on governments to apply sanctions against the apartheid government in South Africa. And they wouldn't want to do so. And you had, you had President Reagan who was very greatly loved, totally opposed to sanctions. It was not exclusively, but largely students at university and college campuses who did something that you wouldn't have thought was possible. They helped to change the moral climate of this country so that Congress passed the anti-apartheid legislation, and even had a presidential veto override. So I speak very, very warmly with passion about what I know young people can and have done. And it was young people in South Africa as well. The Soweto uprising of June the 16th, it was young people who were saying, enough is enough were prepared to place our lives on the line. I want to finish by telling you, recently, I, I have been on something called Semester at Sea. Some of you might have heard about it. Semester at Sea? No, you haven't heard about it. Semester at Sea, which used to be based at the University of Pittsburgh, is now University of Virginia. There were about 700 students from different colleges, some from Germany and China, but mainly it was US students. And we started, we started out in Nassau and sailed right around the world uh, and talked finally after 100 days in San Diego. Now, I was confirmed in the very high regard that I have for young people. When we talked in the different countries, some would go on excursions, etc., etc. 
but you'd have some students going maybe to work in orphanages in the, in the very many different countries we had. I was invited by one of the professors to come and speak to her class about Aung San Chi of Burma. And I don't think that I, I got particularly passionate. I'm very, very fond of her. She's, she's my only pinup in my office. I have about two pictures of her. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I, I talked ab about the fact that uh, she, she had won an election which was nullified by the military junta. Uh, and that she has been, in 17 years, she's been in, under house arrest for 11 years. When her husband was dying, an English professor, he asked to come to Burma to say goodbye to her. They refused to give him permission. She won an, an election by an overwhelming majority. And so I was telling them about her, that here is a petite, gracious, beautiful woman. And here are these men, armed to the teeth, running dead scared of her. Maybe, yeah, I, I, I told her story a little bit. And I left and I gather from the professor that there was a, a fairly lively, uh, debate after I'd left about whether semester C should go to Burma or not. This particular trip on which I was didn't go to Burma because they knew I would not have joined them. Uh, because amongst other things, Aung San Suu said, please use your freedom to help us get our freedom. And please, no tourism, no investment, because all of that just is used to uh, line the, the pockets of, of, of these military uh, generals. You know, about 200 of those students decided they were going to have a teach-in on the ship they had. And they got the Institute for Seaboard Education, which runs uh, semester at sea, to appoint a committee to look into the pros and cons of going or not going. We lent some support, but it was, it was the initiative of the students, and they were quite serious about it. It's marvelous to be able to say that their passion, their commitment, won the day because they, they were able to impress on that committee and it recommended that uh, semester C will never go to Burma until there is a political change. Students, you, people like you, because you see, this world is an incredible place. Yeah, it has got a great deal of evil and suffering. I mean, you think of Darfur, you think of the Middle East, you think of Sri Lanka, you think 
of Zimbabwe, you think Colombia. But there is also a great deal of good. There is a great deal of good which we don't usually get to hear about. Because even, even with the four, where women are raped because you use rape as a weapon of war, just think of those AIDS workers, usually young people who've decided they are going to go there and try and help out in that ghastly situation, and do so knowing that some of their colleagues have already been killed. But they go. But there is a great deal of good around in the world. There are people who care. Maybe they don't get banner headlines. But it is on them that the future of this continent, this globe, this village depends. You know, young people dream with God, God's dream. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that there can, in fact, be a world without war. But why not? Young people believe that this is a world that can be a world without poverty. I mean, you have young people, Bono, Geldof, all of those who say, make poverty history. Young people. And when this country and its allies decided they wanted to go and invade Iraq, it was largely, not exclusively, but it was largely young people in demonstrations saying, give peace a chance. And so God says, hey, hey, help me. Help me. Help me realize my dream. And my dream is that one day, all of my children will know they belong in one family. You know? And in this family, there are no outsiders. All, all are insiders. Rich, poor, white, black, yellow, Arab, Palestinian, Jew, all belong. Bush, Bin Laden, all, all, all belong. Gay, lesbian, so-called straight, <laughs> all belong that we are family. And if we are family, for goodness sake, how could we ever countenance spending the amounts that we do spend, obscene amounts, 
on what we call defense, when we know that a very, very small fraction of those budgets of death would ensure that my children, your sisters and brothers, everywhere would have clean water to drink, would have enough food to eat, would have a decent home, would have affordable health care. God says, help me, help me, help me realize my dream. And I have no one 